0: Hello and welcome to the Third and Goal podcast. Right here, right now, we will be digging deep into the 2-14 New York Jets season. The whys, the wheres and the hows. Did Darnold and his dodgy shoulder cost them wins early to mid-season, were a lack of fit ride receivers at times the problem, or did Adam Gay's Tank for Trevor project blow up late on in the season? To discuss all this, Dan and I are joined by a real-life New York Jets fan, Jamie. Hello, Jamie. It's only polite to let the guests go first. So, Jamie, how are you doing?
1: Yeah, not too bad. Uh, glad to see the back of the season. If I'm deadly honest, <laughs> back the back you? of uh, Mr. Case as well. So yeah, apart from uh, apart from just you know forgetting about the last uh, last
0: few weeks, it's not too bad. <laughs> and Dan, how are you? Are you all good? Yeah, mate.
2: Same as same as ever. Ticking over.
0: Brilliant. Well, Jamie, we'll jump straight in. We'll come into sort of gaze a little bit later on, but starting with, I guess, probably the strong finish of 2019 season, winning six out of the last eight, including beating the Steelers and the Bills. How did you feel going into this season? Because you must have had slightly different expectations to how it turned out.
1: Yeah, there was, there was a lot of optimism, um, you know, around after sort of the draft this year as well. You know, we thought we, we picked up, obviously, our franchise left tackle in uh, Makai Becton. <laughs> Uh, obviously Darnold, Donald finished okay last year. Um and there was just for a change a bit of optimism, you know, thinking that we're, we're going to be able to kick on from sort of the, the good finish last year. Um but as we all know it, it very quickly unraveled um within the first few games this season. So it just seems like it was it was more of the same to come, you know.
0: I mean you had a tough start, I mean an unexpected tough start, I guess, really. So I don't think anyone really saw the bills turning out how, how the Bills did. So uh, I imagine you probably fancied your chances early on, but then obviously you had a 49ers team that had finished, obviously just lost the Super Bowl, and then, then Colts' first three games. I mean, out of those first three, how do you guys feel? You played? What, what was good? What was bad? I mean, you lost all three reasonably heavily, didn't you? Yeah,
1: I mean, at 0-3, there was still sort of, you know, a, a little bit of optimism. Um, 0-3 after those first three games you know you, you're not necessarily as concerned mm. um i think the big problem hit uh, the broncos game the week after mm-hmm. um you know you look at that fixture and you think okay we're on three broncos with um uh, what was he called brett rippian, yeah, you, brett rippian. You, you, you know you, yeah. you, you, could, you you're going to absolutely you know wipe the floor with him, regardless of the last three um this guy throws three interceptions and they still beat us. And at that point, you're just thinking, "What on earth is going on?" You know, we're all in for four, and you've been absolutely spanked by Brett Ripon. Like
0: it's <laughs> just ridiculous. Well, that's the thing I was going to say. They they've no Von Miller and no exactly
2: Miller and no no Von Miller and no Courtland Sutton either by that stage because he went out early, didn't
0: he? He did, yeah. They've put up thirty-seven points somehow, whilst throwing three interceptions, with only one guy rushing over a hundred and one guy receiving over hundred, and no one else really doing much of note. I mean, what was what was so wrong from the New York point of view that week? I'll be deadly honest. I've just kind
1: of wiped it from the memory. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only thing, only thing, only thing I remember from that game was was the fifty yard, uh, the fifty yard Donald run. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, sort of after that, obviously the three interceptions, and then you know we we felt the pieces couldn't score, um, and it just it just kind of went downhill. Um, after let's see, after that uh, that Donald touchdown, you think well, here mm. we go, we're going to be uh, you know we're going to be after a, a flyer here, and just mm. just didn't didn't do anything with it. No, fair
0: enough.
2: Because it was like the least the least anticipated Thursday night football in, in history, <laughs> I
1: think. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Um, how <laughs> that was on Thursday night football. Um, but yeah, there we
2: go. I'm just looking, you had a lead in that game, didn't you, in the fourth quarter? I can't remember. I'm gonna say it's yeah, it's totally I
1: it it
2: was... to it. You went up twenty-eight-27 with a field goal with six minutes remaining. There you go. Gave up a field goal, turnover on downs, then gave up a touchdown. <laughs>
1: Can you tell that season's gone already? I'm, I'm just looking
0: <laughs> forward. <laughs> Before we come on to the sort of the cars and the dolphins games, I mean, obviously, like you said, you, you get to Norton Four there, and then expectations, I imagine, fall through the floor, didn't they? At that point, is it fair to say?
1: Yeah, like I say, after the um, the Broncos game and then the Cardinals game, you you sort of looking towards the. I don't want to say it, but the whole, you know, the whole tank for Trevor sweepstakes. At that point, you're thinking mm. we're not going to beat anybody. Um, and at that point, you know, you've got people calling for Gase's head being included. Mm. But then, within the, you know, the next couple of weeks after that, you're thinking, well, actually, keep Gase. You know, we're we're playing absolutely terrible. And uh, you know, Mister Lawrence could be the the prize at the end of the uh, you know at the end of the season, as it were.
0: I mean, I think it's things that are counted against you as well. I mean, the Dolphins and Bills are better than they've been in, in a long, long time as well. So, you know, it's not the division it was where, you know, you had a good Pats team. Ironically, you had a bad Pats team this year, but you had a good Pats team and then everyone else was a little bit not so good. And there was always a chance you could win those games. I mean, Bills obviously were improving the year before as well. They've built and built. But, yeah. you know, you've got four games against Miami and Bills. All of a sudden, they're really tough fixtures where you look back on previous years and they're all very winnable games, aren't they?
1: Absolutely, yeah. Um, like you said, previous years, it's you know who can finish behind the Patriots. Um, but you know we're now looking, you know, we're sort of fourth best and fourth fourth best out of the four. Looking up, thinking, you know, out of those, you know, those above us, who are we going to beat? How are we going to beat them? And like you said, both the Dolphins and the Bills have you know have improved year on year. I think the Dolphins are kick kick on again this year.
0: Mm, me too. Um,
1: so, yeah,
2: it's, it's not looking great. <laughs> I mean, I'm struggling to see where it went wrong. Was it offense or defense? So, looking at it, there's seven games where you scored 10 points or fewer. So, that says your offense just isn't doing enough. And a number of those, you only got 13s, 14s, 17s as well. I and mean, then looking at the defensive yeah. side of the ball, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games where you gave up 30 points or more. And the two just don't go together. You can't score 10 or less and give up 30 or more. Yeah, again. Uh... Most teams are normally good on one side of the ball, right? Either, uh... Let's have a look. The uh, Cowboys this year could score points, couldn't defend. Same with the Seahawks. You guys didn't look like you could do either without no, being rude.
1: Couldn't do either, you know. Too many holes in the roster. Um, in terms of the offense, it was the Frank Gore show. Hand it off to Frank Gore. Get three yards, four now, three and out. Um, And on defense, you've got, um, you know, you've got that many that many holes there. There's just nothing, nothing going for us on either side of the ball.
0: I mean, Jamie, I'm going to stick up for you a little bit because. Darnold obviously struggled with shoulder for large parts of the early to mid season, didn't he? You had receivers coming and going in terms of being injured or not being fit, and you got people at wide right receiver two, obviously or three, who, who uh, probably some two, sorry, obviously one, who probably aren't good enough to be there at times, and that that doesn't help when your quarterback is struggling with shoulder. Then he sits a couple of games out. Your receivers aren't who you want them to be. <laughs> I think there's a little bit of a defence there, but I might be being a little bit generous. So I'm interested to see your take.
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, like you say, you've you've got Donald out with the shoulder, and we bring in Joe Flacco, who was 800 years old, and not what he was. (laughs) 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 Um, Perfectly with Frank running back. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You know, you've got Denzel Mims, who we thought would be, you know, getting game game time from the start. He had hamstring problems from camp all the way through, you know, the the first few weeks of the season. So, you know, you've got Jameson Crowder in the slot, which he's played okay all season. But then you're thrown to the likes of Braxton Berrios. um, And it's just not what we need. There isn't the depth there that we should have. So, that you know, that potentially explains a lot to do with the... um, you know, the lack of points in some of those games.
0: Because to my mind, I mean, again, <laughs> we can dwell on these three if you want, but they're, obviously the well, the Dolphins 24 nothing. I think it's quite quite clear. Um, you're rubbish on both sides of the ball that week. The Bills 18-10. Looks a good game on, on paper. How, how in that did you feel?
1: Yeah, um, again, like I said, after the... Uh, you know, the Dolphins disaster the week before. You go into that game fearing the worst that, you know, they're going to put up 40-odd points. Um, and I don't recall who was who was playing quarterback in that game, whether Darnold was still out or not. I don't believe you had Donald, was... You
0: had Donald playing that week, yeah. So, yeah. come on, Flacco in a moment. But, yeah, Darnold, uh, 12 out of 23, 120 yards, two interceptions. So, uh, you know... Yeah. <laughs> But again, he, that's we'll when do... he was right in the, the peak <clears throat> of his shoulder injury, wasn't it, really, I guess. That's
1: it, yeah. We're not doing much for his trade value here, talking this
0: way, are we? <laughs> <laughs> I like Donald, but I'll, we'll come on to that in a bit. <laughs> I was going <gonna laughs> to like say, that. yeah, we'll come back to that, I think. But <laughs> Chiefs, 35-9, again, that's a, an expected result, really, isn't it, in fairness? But coming on to the Patriots game, he lost 30-27. Now, I'm Pats fan. I think... By and large, you were the better side. I think you guys should have won it. I thought having your wide receivers back massively helped, and and Flacco was OK because he actually had people who could catch that he could throw to, which I think was something Darnold didn't have for large parts of the early season. But to me, it looks like you didn't know how to win a game, in all honesty, and the confidence looked shot. and There was some strange play calling, um, which I think at the time we all thought was tank for Trevor-style play calling towards the end. But, yeah, talk to me about your what you thought and how you took that, really. So that would make me sick to the stomach, that loss, in all fairness.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, again, it's it's a strange one. You know, we're sitting there, Joe Flacco is looking comfortable and, mm. you know, he is making some decent throws. But as you say, we did have, you know, a large part of the wide receiver call back. Um, and I think that, that game, when it coming down to the last drive, it was a, it's a strange feeling because... At that point, you know, we want to beat you guys. But at the same time, you've got in the back of your mind this whole, you know, this whole tank for Trevor. What's, you know, what's going on? And then it gets to the point there where you're thinking, do, do I celebrate that field goal at the end? Um, <laughs> <laughs> which is just criminal. It's absolutely criminal. But you're thinking, you know, in the grand scheme of things, is it the end of the
2: world? <laughs> you know, we get, we get beat off you guys every season anyway. So.
0: It's a funny <laughs> it's one, really, because... Just- so on, I was, is this
2: the game where they sent the blitz when all they had to do was drop deep was and the, cover the whole field and not worry about it? Was
0: that was the Raiders oh, was game. That was the Raiders game. Yeah, and I remember we all watched ah. the Raiders game, didn't we, Dan, like, separately, obviously, homes, but talking about that blitz and just how mental it was, and you left the rookie cornerback, didn't you, as yeah, uh, your um... last line of defence, and that just seemed absolutely mental.
1: Absolutely, crackers, and it got uh, obviously got Greg Williams fired. It became the Greg Williams show that uh, that play.
2: Mate, Um, he left with a golden handshake at the time because we'd had a discussion about it, and players don't tank. No player will walk on that field without trying their damnedest. Right? It's not possible. Organizations can tank, but they can't be seen to. Now, that play and that call that was made was done for the time i think the benefit of the organization he may yeah. have lost his job i'm sure he got handsomely rewarded for what he done though um and it's all for nothing ultimately but um that that call for me was the most surprising thing i've seen i don't think he's ever sent that much pressure in a situation like that 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 led to it it yeah. seemed crazy but
0: you left Lamar Jackson on was it Henry Ruggs. <laughs> it was on now. Henry Ruggs, yeah. And you're just thinking, what? Yeah. What is he doing? Um, <laughs> again, at the time, I'll,
1: I'll, I'll admit to being, uh, you know, I was I was slightly uh, excited to see him catch the pass if I'm being. T- <laughs> 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 and I'm ju- I'm just I'm sat there conflicted. The misses are sitting there thinking, what the friggin' hell is he doing celebrating? <laughs> um, you know, you're an absolute twat. You've got your jet, you've got your jet's jersey on celebrating celebrating the Raiders' touchdown. Um, but no, to, to your point, Dan, in regards to you know the, the, the players not being able to tank, um, the drive before, or I should say the Raiders' last drive hmm. before the, uh, the Hail Mary, we, we've got to stop. Uh, there was a there was a penalty yep
0: uh, i remember this we
1: got, we got two, two or three stops on fourth down and they were absolutely you know trying the you know trying the hardest not to not to have them score um and then obviously we go we go three and out and then the, you know the, the magic the three that... and
0: out was the three and out i can't remember exactly but again very strange play calling at the time um wasn't it Cause it was about three and six i think you needed off that last one or maybe it's three and two it was good. Uh, I can't the play call. I think you tried um, kind a of screen pass even, and the screen pass was just it was just never on. Um, yeah. And at the time, you just sort of sat there thinking, "I don't understand this." And then, then you know, they called the blitz uh, like a few minutes later, and you just think, "This is obviously looks very tanky."
1: It was bl- it was blatant, um, absolutely blatant. It, anybody could see that. You know,
0: the, what they were given there it was just unbelievable i to come back to just just drag you back a couple of games. So Flacco played the Packers game. He played the Chargers game. He did okay in the Chargers game as well. I mean, uh, 15 from 30, but he threw two touchdowns, threw 205 yards, and obviously Donald really struggled at that point, albeit carrying an injury as I mentioned. We are sort of thinking, well, have we got have we got much to gain by bringing Donald back at that point? What we and then obviously he lost three, uh, 23 to the Dolphins he, the week after, throwing two interceptions. I imagine by that point there were some a lot of questions, surely. At that point, it was just a case of what we're we doing at quarterback. You've got
1: you know, you've got Sam who's done absolutely nothing this mm. season, he's regret he's regressing, um, which you, you just weren't expecting to happen. Obviously, we had the injury, it was not is isn't going to help. Um, and as you say, the uh, the Patriots game and then the Chargers game, you've got Joe Flacco. Just looking like a quarterback, where yeah, it's you know, very Sam steady, had, like you said, yeah. Um, where Sam just hadn't done that up, up until that point. So, again, just just totally mixed emotions throughout the throughout that point of the season. You're thinking, Donald's done for, he's been ruined, or he's regressing, <laughs> or he's injury prone, you know, <laughs> which whichever way you want to say it. Um, we've, we've, we've got grandpa flat thrown for us, and we've got uh, and we've got M- M- Mr. Gore. You know, hand it off to Mr. Gore when Adam Gase gets a bit uh, gets a bit confused.
0: Yeah, because it was actually was it Gore who scored the winning touchdown against the Rams? Was it? Yeah, I believe. Or, so. did, he, or did he close? He the game out. I, he, he, if, if it was.
1: It was a pass. Yeah. It was. It was a, yeah, a, a A couple of yard pass over the middle, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah. And I oh, thought if man. you're
0: if you're Sean McVeigh, you're thinking this 37 year old running back is closed off the game for what is probably at that point the worst team in the NFL I think you'd probably just cry yourself to sleep that, that night oh. if if I was if I was okay.
1: absolutely ridiculous Um I'm you know I'm laughing about it now because we, we beat the Browns the week later Um but at the time <laughs> I was abs- I was absolutely furious you know Jared Goff was ridiculous in the game. Uh, if I remember rightly, McVeigh made an absolutely ridiculous call on it. It was a third down, I think. And at what point in the game? It was late in the game and he didn't pass or he, he could have went for it on a fourth down. I, I don't recall, but there was a, a ridiculous decision from McVeigh. And I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, what on earth is going on here? We're going to win this game. And that sounds ridiculous, but that's the, you know, obviously the mindset I was in at the time.
0: I mean, I think he by and large improved from about the 10th of November onwards, if I'm honest. And I think, <laughs> I look back on those fixtures now, and I happened. to, Pats were playing at different times of Jets a lot of those weeks, so I did watch a lot of Jets just out of curiosity, can they go zero and 16? Sorry, sorry, uh, Fred,
2: Fred, 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 Did you say they improved
0: no, from I'm week gonna 10 onwards? On on I'm going to come on to my theory. No, November the 10th they onwards. They lost 40-3 right? against Seattle. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah don't, don't worry about that. I think they I'm should. On that, that one. I think, yeah, I think <laughs> they should. And 23. Even teams, good teams dollars. have a blip. Yes, <laughs> even, the best, even the best in the business who hadn't won a game by that point. Um, but no, in all seriousness, I think you probably uh, stood a fair chance of winning. You should have won probably at least four of those last eight, maybe five. Uh, and it's the play calling or not knowing how to win that cost you against the pets uh, Pats, cost you against the Raiders. You know, you're in the game against the Chargers and then you go beat the the Rams and the Browns, you know, so where did it start going right? I guess, really, because obviously it wasn't, it was an awful season overall, but you did get better through until the Pats game at the end where you just didn't turn up.
1: Yeah. Um, it's, it's hard to put my finger on it now. Um, I think, I think the offensive line improved. Um, you know, I'll use the, the Rams game as an example. You had, uh, and absolutely dominating Aaron Donald for a large part of the game, where he actually ended up switching sides. Um, and like I said, the um, getting getting the, the, the group of wide receivers back and and you know them sort of uh, getting a bit of rhythm going was uh, you know probably helped as well.
0: Sorry, Dan, so I feel you're... like I'm asking all the questions, so I'll, I'll step aside for it. I was enjoying a team we beat twice every year. Sorry, go on. <laughs>
2: Well, I was going to go on to to next year. Obviously, you lost the Tank for Trevor title, stakes, race, whatever it be. Um, I'm sure you wish him all the best, but I hope
1: he (laughs) falls to his
2: face at the same time. Um, So there was all this talk. The Jets are going to take Trevor Lawrence, number one, new QB, build round. That's not going to happen. So what do you do with that second pick now?
1: Uh, It's it's a really hard one. I, th- I think I think they've, they've got to go quarterback. Um, I don't believe okay. in the whole just Deshaun Watson thing. I, I genuinely think he's going to end up
0: staying with the Texans. Um, just out of interest, why do you think that? Well, because no one said that to us before. So please, interested in this. Even the
2: Texans fan didn't say that yeah. to
0: us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I think I don't know. I just think they're gonna. Uh, I just think you'll sit it out. They're not going to get what they want for him. Are uh, they they're going to be asking too much? Um, and and I genuinely think you you know they'll they'll sit them out for a year. Uh, it's just just a feeling I've got. I mean, in terms of us, if, if we were to go in for them, you know, they go on about we're we're in you know one of the best positions to to put a package together. Hmm. Four firsts, I still don't think gets
0: it done.
2: Well, I sent you guys a a tweet just before we came on air, didn't I? I'm just trying to find it now.
0: Well, you find that. I mean, you, you're right. Interesting what you say there, Jamie, because the whole Wentz deal that went ahead this week, a lot of the media were saying, "Well, this is actually a, a return to more sensible trading," you know, in because obviously this hysteria about Watson, the hysteria about what is wanted for Watson, and then obviously yeah. the Stafford-Goff was quite a quite an expensive, you know, trade, and a lot, but a lot of people feel Stafford's worth it. Um, but yeah, uh, Watson is it just seems a stretch too far for a lot of teams, bar. The, in terms of capital and, and money and all this sort of stuff apart from maybe the Jets and potentially even the Pats and there's a couple of others who are a bit more cap space as well isn't there but you're going to have to give up a lot to make that work aren't you
1: I, I think as much as I'd love to see it um, you know, I'd, I'd absolutely be, be jumping on that bandwagon I think we've got too many holes to fill to be giving away a ridiculous amount of, uh, amount of picks I, yes I know we're, we're draft pick heavy for the next two years um, but I still think four firsts get you around the table. I think they're going to want maybe a, a player in there as well. And I've seen a couple of things came out. They'll be looking for a young defensive player. In terms of us, that's Quinn and Williams, and I can't see them wanting to shift him at all. So I think we are going to draft a quarterback at two. Um,
0: see, I think Donald inch- can be saved. I just think he needs out of that organisation. <laughs>
1: That that that's that's the thinking. Um, I think he could do with, um, you know, San Francisco would be a good fit. I think mm-hmm. back over back over on the West Coast. Um, but yeah, I think he's I think he's done in New York. To be deadly honest, I've, I've sat same on the
2: fence in their England.
0: Right? Oh, the problem is there. We don't got anyone who can England. We don't got anyone who can catch. We the, you get the same output. I'd say outcome if he came over and these are the wide receivers we've got. But, you know, if we could get, like I said, if we had a serviceable quarterback and two receivers you could catch, we'd be competitive. I don't think we'd be great, but we'd be much more competitive than we are with Cam at at QB. I
2: just think if the Jets spend that much money and get Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson leaves the Texans where he's the only star player and trying to carry the team to go to a Jets team where he becomes the only star player and Mm -hmm. trying to carry. Because they have gave yeah. up everything else they could possibly have around him, so he leaves the Texans to go to the new Texans. Which I totally agree. Makes zero yeah. sense.
1: I, I think you bang on. Um, you know, and I'll, I'd like to sit here with my Jets goggles on and say you're talking absolute garbage. You know, he, he would, he would, he would turn the franchise around and all the rest of it. I think you're right. Um, I just don't think we can give up that much when we've got that many holes to fill. Rob's
0: joined uh, joined the pod. Everyone, he was running a little bit late. Today. Hello, Rob. Hello. Sorry, I'm um, late. Um, Dan, you were going to get a tweet. You had a tweet. You were. Uh,
2: oh yeah, just alluded to up. what Jamie was saying that the a rumored offer is four firsts and two thirds and a potential player, which, as we've just said, seems absolutely ludicrous, and mm. the opportunity to draw to to acquire somebody. Watson's ability and age and position is incredibly rare, but there's little point in doing that if you cannot surround him with someone. It doesn't make sense. So I, I, I don't think the Jets can do it, to be honest with you. I think it would be nice, but ultimately fruitless for them.
0: So, Jamie, what's the fix? Uh, there's probably a lot of fixes needed, but you're looking ahead to next year. What do you hope for? What do you hope for, I guess, in the draft, what do you hope for in terms of free agency as well? yeah, tell us what what you want.
1: Yeah I, th- I think obviously I think we're going to be heavy in free agency based on the um, you know based on the cap uh, situation we've got going on. I think we've worked out mm-hmm. you know there's something like 68 million in cap space before we make any cuts. Um, in terms of free agents. I think we need to sort out the uh, obviously the running backs. Um, with the, you know the new Mike LaFleur offense, we're going to be sort of a, a, a committee, you know, a committee running back group. So we're not going to have a bell cow like an Aaron Jones or a Chris Carson, which people will be calling mm-hmm. for. It's just not going to happen. Um, I think you'll be looking at one of Jamal Williams, Gus Edwards, Mike Davis. Um to go along with La Michael Pirine, who we Mike, uh, Mike Davis
2: with. would be a great shout.
1: Mike Davis I, I do like out of the uh out of the list. Um yeah, uh, so, yeah along He's with this yeah. Um in terms of again wide receiver, I don't think we're you know we're, we're great there. I would keep Crowder. There's there's obviously there's the debate about is he worth the you know the, the I think it's ten million they're talking about for for this season. I, I wouldn't be cutting Jameson Crowder over ten million. Um, yeah. Denzel Mims obviously for some bizarre reason Adam Gears wouldn't allow Donald to throw him the ball for some you know outrageous reason. He just did, didn't didn't see enough of the ball. And then you've got obviously all these big name wide receivers coming on the market. How many of them are going to get uh, are going to get franchise tagged? You know, people are people are banning about we want Alan Robinson, we want Chris Godwin. Mm-hmm. It's just all about who's gonna pay the much. And you know, we'll end up paying the Jets tax as we always have done with Shh. players to, you know, to get them to get them on the roster. Um someone like Corey Davis I'd be going for. He's had a cracking season. And he's gonna be a cheaper option than some of the some of the big names that you've got, you know, you've got in free agency.
0: So I mean obviously you're not gonna you're not going to turn it all completely around this year, but in terms of a record, in terms of what potentially can be done with everything you've spoken about there, what sort of record would you think, okay, I'm satisfied with that?
1: Uh, Probably, I'd probably say seven, eight wins. Okay. Uh, You know, sort of... It's not going to be a flip, flip a light on, and we're going to, you know, we're going to be, be sort of knocking around the playoffs. I'd say, you know, seven or eight wins, I'd, I'd quite happily quite happily can say you, that now, if I'm deadly honest, after the last two I seasons. Say,
2: we've all... Can you get seven, eight wins? You're going to lose, let's face it, six in your division, right? Pats are going to come back better. They will. Dolphins are improving. Uh, and Bills may not, I don't think, be as good as this year, but they're still going to be better than you guys, sadly. So that's 10 games, and you reckon you're going to win seven or eight of them? And you've got to play the Bucks this year.
1: That's true as well, yeah. Um, (laughs) I mean, you know, that's that's best case scenario. Try try to be the optimist. I was say,
2: should we reevaluate to four?
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a horrid division, though, Chad. It is, as you said before, you know, if you were in the other East Division, then that's a very realistic aim, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Division, isn't it?
2: Yeah. So, you success. You know, you alluded to it there. What would success be? Is it that seven, eight wins, or would you, with a brand new QB, totally new scheme, new head coach, obviously, and Salah, would you take something less and say, do you know what we can build with that?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm talking seven, eight wins. You know, that's you. You want to make a, a big jump, but when you're looking at, you know, you're looking at the problem where you've got you've got a, a young rookie quarterback mm-hmm. career, potentially. Um, as you say, the new offensive scheme. Um, yep. You just want to to look like you. You know, you've got a chance in some of these games, and to actually play some better football. You know, we've we've just played some absolutely atrocious stuff over the last, you know, the last two years, and just to just to start filling some of them holes, and just to you know start to get more of a more of a unit together, really.
2: But I I think looking from the outside in, if you guys was to get five wins. That's a positive from where you are over the last couple of years. That still gives you a, I don't know, a a top six pick next year to build again with uh, and go from there. I just think if you look at a team in a similar position, probably not quite as bad a starting point, but someone like the Chargers, um, rookie quarterback, new head coach, they've won seven, but I think they had more pieces to start with, with with Allen and Eckler and, Yeah, Uh, Mike Williams and that. So, and they struggle to get to seven at times. So, I think if you can make five and start to look and compete in games and not lose 40 points to three, you know, uh, and start to turn them into 31s, 28s, and so on, then I think you'd have something positive, not next year, but the year or so after. I think it gives you something to build with a platform.
1: Yeah, no, (laughs) it's. It's probably a good, you know, probably a good uh, example to use the charges. But as you say, they've uh, they've definitely had a few more pieces, you know, pieces sitting there already. Um, but no, that it's uh, it's a bit more uh, a bit more level headed than uh, you know the, the lofty heights of seven eight wins that I'm wishing for.
2: <laughs> I mean, i just going into next year. I think there's going to be teams in a worse situation than the Jets. I think unless they address mm-hmm. it, the Broncos look in trouble. Um, I think in theory the lions look in trouble the Texans are miserable um, so yeah 4 45th pick that'll do you okay I think and and, and use that as well
1: yeah definitely absolutely I
0: mean, what say your, your cap space is looking like for for next year
1: uh, just just mentioned before it's it's around 68 67 68. Um we could look at cutting um Henry Anderson. Uh it's gonna be another eight million there. And then get rid of Alex Lewis, the guard, there's another five or so million. So cap space we're gonna be pretty pretty healthy going into free agency. So there's you know there's, there's plenty there.
0: Yeah, I mean like Dan said, I think when you look at the Jets team, you've not got a lot of pieces that people like the Chargers have have had as a starting point but when you've got that sort of cap space I mean you're not going to be able to go out and you know fix every position but with that sort of cap space you should be able to you know go out there and and hopefully get a few more pieces that'll you know be able to get you you know realistically I suppose like what Dan says maybe four or five wins is probably a bit more um, realistic to seven or eight I guess but I just think there's a chance that when this cap hit
2: comes in, there's going to be a lot of those experienced offensive line pieces. Do you know what I mean? That are going to be available on the open market. And those are the guys you can bring in. Use your late round picks, get them coached up, not have a wonderful season, but have something to build on and then go on to the next draft with some decent picks again, add to that and basically coach these guys up rather than buy or draft. Good guys. Do you know what I mean?
1: No, absolutely, yeah. Um, like I said, the fact that we've got that much cap plus the amount of draft picks that are sitting there, there's, there's more than enough for us to, you know, if we draft well, um, you know, use the cap space wisely. Don't go mm. overpaying, you know, silly amounts. We don't want to end the Lev Bell situation, obviously. Um, and, and as you say, just try and, try and fill those holes steadily over the next couple of years. I think we could be in a you know, in it. A lot better position in, let's say, sort of two years' time.
0: Yeah. Right. Jamie, just one, one more question for me. I don't know if the other guys have another question, but if there's one side you could beat next year out of everyone you've got to play, who might it be? <laughs> <laughs> He's going uh, to the box now. He's got us.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tune up the no,
1: pass, Yeah, maybe not. It, it's definitely uh, Mr. Belichick and your merry men. There we you? go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wonderful. Rob, Dan, do you have any other questions at all? For... No, just thank you for your time, Jamie. Yeah, just no, I appreciate you I guys there. In there. <laughs> brilliant. Thanks so much. Well, guys, thanks thanks for listening and thanks for Jamie for being on and um, see you all soon. Thanks so much. Cheers.
1: Thanks.